0: Tom Bernard Show with... Get
1: the left-hander after we bash MD. The Co-host,
2: question. Catherine Brandt.
0: Andy Brandt-Bernard.
2: Cassie Schrader.
0: And we'll be right back. Kick things off. Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer Way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive
3: Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. It's been good. <laughs> it's been
0: good, ladies and it's gentlemen. been good. And how do they contact you?
3: And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. I've heard people say,
0: <laughs> <laughs> too much of anything <laughs> not good for you. God, baby.
2: are you going to be playing with your... What? Voice oh, yeah. for the rest. Of I
0: don't know. My life. I'm not playing with my voice. This is how <laughs> no, it sounds no, now. honey. I'm telling you. But I'm gonna be doing this too. Love yes. Like, yeah. Shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me. It sound like toots now. Yeah. That's what she, my mother no, said. No, I think she, <laughs> was, a was, low? Oh, she yeah. was a little lower. Oh, She was a little lower than that. She was a little lower than. that. Did you never yeah, meet toots so anywhere? No. no totally. really. Did she smoke? Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, she no. Oh yeah. She honestly got. God rest her soul. Ralphie, I'm not kidding you. I would watch my mother take a drag off her cigarette, talk on the phone, and smoke would come out for like a half an hour. I know. Like, Jesus. Where did all that smoke come from? Yeah, Toots' yeah, voice was kind of like this. So, Tom, what time are you going to come home? It was just very, very
4: raspy. And It was very
0: raspy, too, yeah.
4: It's like, you know that one, um, what the hell's his name, the gay guy? there's one. so many of them it's They're hard the, to say which one of the two <laughs> which one of the um,
2: eight billion
4: let's see hold on he's won the episode of the simpsons where homer gets hair <laughs> where homer gets hair <laughs> so let's random let's see yeah, here we go Carl uh, Harvey Fierstein, oh, Fierstein. Yeah, Fierstein. Yeah. Yeah, he talks like this oh, yeah. Yeah. It, her voice was like his in a lot of ways, no, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't it that was. raspy. <laughs> it was pretty raspy.
5: I loved him in Mrs. Doubtfire.
4: Oh I mean, yeah, yeah,
5: Harvey Firestein. Funny movie.
0: Uh, this story scares the hell out of me because for Supreme Court justices to come forward and and argue with how the Supreme Court of the United States voted is way out of line. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. A decision's been made. Shut up.
1: Yeah, no second thoughts because you're the supreme arbitrator in the land. So That's exactly no second right. thoughts. Sorry,
0: you can't be fired. You have the job for life if you want it, uh, and people can't vote you out. This is really a bad idea. Really bad. The Supreme Court upheld President Donald Trump's travel ban Tuesday, siding with the president in Trump versus Hawaii. The five to four decision legally allows vast immigration restriction from several majority Muslim nations: Iran, Libya, North Korea. North Korea is majority Muslim? (laughs) I I I don't think so. Mm. Somali, Syria, Venezuela. Venezuela is not majority Muslim
1: either. But but the idea of terrorism and the idea of uh, unsettled people that are leaving there that want to wish ill to America, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what the result is.
0: Well, we shouldn't have gone with majority Muslim then because they were trying to invent hatred in people. Calling it majority Muslim makes some people go, oh, that's a terrible thing. It's not true. Uh, Mm -hmm. One, two, um, at least two, maybe three of these nations are not majority Muslim.
2: Well, they use that sort of rhetoric so that people think that it's just all about racism.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely they do that. There's no doubt about it. While the court's opinion stated that the president had sufficient national security justification to order the travel ban, Justices Sonia Sotomayor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg issued a scorching dissent calling attention to Trump's anti-Muslim rhetoric on the campaign road. The United States of America is a nation built upon the promise of religious liberty, they wrote. Our founders honored that core promise by embedding the principle of religious neutrality in the First Amendment. The court's decision... You know, if there is religious neutrality, why do Christians get the hell beat out of them at a government level? If there really is... uh, Well, hey, they recently um, ruled in
4: favor of that one cake land. Oh, the guy who wouldn't make the cake for the gay couple? Yep. They did indeed. They are allowed to do that. If, well, I have a feeling, though, because if they didn't rule that way, then all of the—every um, business would have to comply, and that would include Muslim
0: ones. I and did love they it. They aren't fond of gay people either. There was a woman at a bakery on Will and Grace that refused to make a make a case <laughs> yeah, for yeah, Donald Trump. <laughs> and it said MAGA on it, Make America Great Again. just said MAGA on it. So when she handed him the cake, she had added two letters at the beginning and uh, one at the end. So it said, I am gay. <laughs> it was very funny. It was really funny. I, I See, I don't have those problems. I don't care what religion you are. If I'm a baker, I'll make a cake for you. What the hell do I care
1: I think I think your insight and your philosophy and your wisdom—truly wisdom—in that if you have a belief system that makes you comfortable and you're happy and and yeah. uh, content in your life, thank goodness we want that for you. Yep. You know, and maybe you know if there's some good things about that, I'd like to hear about it. But don't push it on me. No, just don't push it on me. It, it
0: makes you happy. I'm happy for you. But don't shove it down my throat. Well, on. No, let me not put it that way, man. It's
1: probably not a good way. Yeah, I know. I put it. I came up.
0: The court's decision today fails to safeguard that fundamental principle It leaves undisturbed a policy first advi- advertised openly and unequivocally as a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States because the policy now masquerades behind a facade of national security concerns. A facade. So our national security is a, uh, a facade to you? Yeah, the growing gang membership is yeah, it's really it's good all for made us, up. All those people getting murdered, they all faked it. Their quotation refers to a statement Trump made in December 2015. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell's going on. He said, until they can figure it out. Not forever, just until they can figure it out. There's a huge difference there. That's right. Huge difference.
1: An interesting thing I noticed uh, in, in Wyzetta uh, this past week, where, where I live out west, is that They had a a, uh, art fair there, and for the first time, they had concrete barriers up at the entrance of the street to keep people out. So certainly, there's there's an idea that this Mm -hmm. is going. They had a truck park there too. So it's a kind of thing. Hmm, it's interesting that they're trying to avoid a similar. You know, let's drive a truck through all the people. I think so.
0: What's the uh, the the Chinese garb again that the people in China wear? there's a lot of them. First of all, Ruth Bader Ginsburg looks like a very crabby old Jewish man. <laughs> 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 look at her. I mean, look at her. She Jesus. Out, what? She's she starting she to look like Billy Crystal. <laughs> yeah, she looks like, what?
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: But she's wearing a Chinese, what, what would you call that?
5: Oh, oh God. Oh, what she's culturally appropriating.
1: She can't do that. She, you can't culturally appropriate. What's the matter you with you? You can't wear that. <gasps> Well, is it so, like a
5: kimono or something? No, kimono
1: is Japanese. Okay. So you're, mixing, you're mixing your
5: it's Asian metaphors. It's kind of like that <laughs> robe that buttons up at the collar. What is top that called? collar? I can't remember. Nehru jacket.
0: A Nehru jacket, but it's got all this, oh,
5: this.
0: adornment. <laughs>
5: you're right. It's really weird. You're right. She does not look happy.
0: No, she, she looks like an old Jewish man that's really <laughs> crabby. That's right.
1: Where's your walker?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs>
0: I still love that. Uh, Billy Crystal bit about old Jewish men. Uh I, I, I don't know. I think this is way out of line for two Supreme Court justices to argue about anything the Supreme Court does. Do your arguing in chambers. Yeah. And once it's settled, it's settled. Shut up.
1: And if you can't make if you can't make your point um believed, well then you Sorry. lost the decision. You, I mean we, we are relying you as truly the arbitrators of these sort of decisions. It's important. Their job is like absolute key to our judicial system.
0: Yes, it is. So, hey, a lot of when it was majority Democrat, they went one way. Now it's majority Republican, they're going a different way. That's a balance that we need in this country. We need balance because otherwise, if it was all Republicans forever or all Democrats forever, you'd shove your garbage down our throat like there's no tomorrow. So, uh, really, ladies, shut up. Get back to work, all right?
1: <laughs> get, get back to work. Have you ever
0: been in the, in the Supreme Court cha- uh, uh, courtroom? No. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's chair is about. Twice the size of anybody else's, because she, she has to sit so seat. high. Up. She needs a booster seat. She's about <laughs> oh, no, She's, she's gonna... like four foot nine. <laughs> okay, well, she's a little, a little little Jewish. I bet woman. You she's, yeah. a she's a force to be
2: reckoned with, though. Oh God, she's yeah. always crappy. Yeah,
0: kind of like somebody else I know.
2: Tom Bernard.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm talking Self-awareness about. Self awareness is a Maybe. good thing, Tom. Self awareness is a good thing. It's true. <laughs> now we got Jimmy Fallon. And he's got a fight going with Donald Trump now. because You know why? Because Jimmy Fallon's ratings are horrendous. That's why. All of them are. Kimmel's are terrible. Fallon's are terrible. Uh, Stephen Colbert's numbers are terrible. Conan O'Brien, all of them together, I think, add up to fewer than 5 million people.
1: That's all of them together. Yeah, Stephen Colbert came, was on. It was terrible. on a YouTube. He just came up on YouTube. How I don't know. I watched a few minutes of one of his late night uh, monologues. Man, it was just biting like, political commentary. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. funny. It was you so know. that they're losing their audience. It's not a political it's, show. Yeah, it's not a political Get show. Get comedians out there and laugh and uh, have uh, Dean Martin have a couple drinks. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what they should be doing. They're not. Ugh,
0: Johnny awful. Carson never played politics. Not ever did he no. play politics. Which I think is, uh, was brilliant. It was really, really good. I don't know what we're gonna do. Now we got the Supreme Court arguing with itself. We can't <laughs> have this. There has to be strong leadership. Seriously, get back in the courtroom and shut up and do your job. That's why you're appointed. Uh, okay, I, uh, wait a second. Uh, here we go. Here we go again. Uh, New York. The United States was named, and you're not going to believe this, the United States was named as the only Western nation among the ten most dangerous countries for women on Tuesday. Oh, my God. You really believe that's true? Yes, they do. They really believe that all of South America, Central America, and Mexico, because Mexico is actually considered to be part of North America. I don't know why, because it's on a completely different plate. Uh, More accurately, it's Central America. It is Central America. Uh, The United States was the only Western nation among the 10 most dangerous countries for women on Tuesday in a survey of global experts. After the hashtag MeToo campaign triggered a flood of complaints about sexual harassment and assault, the problem is there some of them aren't true. So you can't use that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're all not true. A lot of them are true. The Thompson Reuters Foundation survey asks about 550 experts in women's issues which of the 193 united nations member states they considered most dangerous on a range of issues with india topping the list followed by afghanistan and syria well i guess trump was right about that
2: <laughs> wonder what areas they're talking about in india oh. i mean india is a huge
1: country oh man they they oh. got the, they got the gang rape thing, gang rape and murder over there of uh, yeah,
4: basically anywhere that isn't wealthy oof. in india which is a lot of I'm it. I'm
2: guessing it just has to be the major cities. Cause it yeah, came, I'm sure that's true. Because the, yeah. the smaller towns, they really don't put up with much.
4: Uh, they're too busy trying not to starve to
0: death to go around killing each other. <laughs> the most
4: dangerous countries...
6: True. In
0: 2011, <laughs> the most dangerous countries for women were Afghanistan, Afghanistan, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yeah, they're real democratic.
4: (laughs) DRC is it's the worst country on earth. On earth, in every basically every metric, it's 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 a war zone. (laughs) Well, yeah. If you look at pictures, like look up the DRC sometime, and like go to Google Images, and you can count the amount of corpses you can see. (laughs) Away. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's almost entirely just dead people oh, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going
0: on in the
1: DRC right now. You're projecting a video game. I love it.
0: Yeah. Hey, what a, yeah. Not know, a good it's place. It's acceptable. acceptable. Um, I did see a, an article about a month ago about Sweden and... The danger that women are in there yeah, now Because of the
2: immigrants of rapes. There's, a because of oh. there's
0: a lot of rape going on in Sweden So I, I'm sorry I'm not anti-immigrant It's just migrate somewhere else
4: Well I'm if you are like The Sweden situation Is like you know I wouldn't say that Every cat is a bad Cat yeah. But if you like Invite a lion into your house Then you're probably going to get eaten Yeah, that's exactly right. That doesn't mean that all cats are bad. It means, you know, get a house
0: cat. (laughs) Don't get a lion. Oh, oh, here's a headline that I've been seeing lately that just drives me insane. Um, Talks about kids could end up in already strained foster system, right? But they're not immigrant kids. What are they called now? They don't call them immigrant kids anymore.
2: I know, because you told me about this yesterday. You know
0: what they call them now?
1: Displaced persons or something, who knows
0: anybody else want to guess they're migrant kids they're not immigrants they're migrant which you and i are when we go on vacation <laughs> that's <laughs> you right you migrate from one place to another like a goose like a yes <laughs> there you go the migratory birds as in uh in uh monty python
4: <laughs> oh yeah the uh african swallow or whatever
0: <laughs> the african swallow yes Foster care advocates say the government won't likely be able to re- reunite thousands of children separated from parents who cross the border illegally, and some will end up in an American foster care system that is stacked against Latinos and other minorities. Oh, no. it's How country. is it stacked against Latinos and other minorities?
1: Because they don't have Latino families, maybe. Maybe that's what they're referring to, but it's not stacked again. There's, there should be care. It is
0: what it is. With few Spanish-speaking caseworkers, it's a challenge tracking down family members of the children who live south of the U.S.-Mexico border and other relatives living in the states that might be afraid to step forward and claim them because of fears of being detained or deported themselves.
1: Well, you broke the law. Yeah. That's not our fault. You broke the law. We didn't. Well, if they're south of the border, they would just should make a call. Hey, my kid's still up there. Where's my kid? Their kid. Exactly. His name is, you know, uh, Ricky Sanchez. Well, where is he? Where is Ricky? I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense that they, they can't get these people back together, unless the parents don't want him back.
4: That sounds like a movie. Where's Me, Ricky? Well.
1: <laughs> Ricky Ricardo. Trying to,
0: find, trying to find out where Ricky went. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you know how important it is to have the right dock. That's why you should know about flow docks. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway, They're completely modular so you can configure them to your family's needs or add on as your family's needs grow. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your Flow Dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy. My friends at Flow also told me that hockey star Ryan Suter bought a Flow Dock and Lift as he wanted the best for his family. See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost Weight Loss Plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me. At their free informational dinner on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth, those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 65 pounds at Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that our weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutrimost Weight Loss Plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I love this song. All apologies. What a great song. There's a band called Red Dot Garage that plays this for me every time I go see him. Yeah. Because it's just a great song. All right. I found another bunch of horse crap to read to you. The United States spends more on healthcare than any other country in the world, yet ranks just 42nd in life expectancy. There is no way that's true. Not a chance.
4: I think if you manipulate the data correctly, then you can make it say that. Well, I because that's true, yes. we have one of the highest immigration rates of any country exactly. in the world. Exactly. And first-generation immigrants tend not to live as long. That's very true. So, but that's not the United States' fault. No, but yeah. it
1: could be. It could be an aberration in the statistics at one time, and maybe to this date. In in uh, in, in in Florida, you were born a poor Hispanic, but died a rich Jew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. It's, it, you're right about that. So it, it, that's an aberration. And, and you, yeah, right, you can use the statistics in any way to try to prove a point like that. No, I, no, that can't, I can't believe that. It's not no. true
0: at all. Healthcare expenditure per capita in the United States reached nine, uh, well, I'll just round rounded up by $10 to $10,000.
1: And the other part of it, America supports uh, the drug industry over the rest of the world. We're that's correct. We, we kind of subsidized the drug if, if, if the drug companies could charge legitimate drugs. Uh, amounts for drugs worldwide we wouldn't pay as much here but no we're subsidizing the rest of the world
0: the number of people who die before age 75 is 565 per 100,000 residents in Beckley West Virginia this is a far greater rate than in San Jose California where less than 200 people die prematurely per every 100,000 resident so why would you offer that as your data disproving what you're claiming
1: yeah in west virginia who been to west virginia the you know those those be coal miners they get uh, they get uh, pneumoconiosis they get uh, black lung
0: they get they die of booze
1: houndism <laughs> that, that, well, and smoking a few heaters
4: well not to mention uh, the range of life expectancy just among american states uh, highest is hawaii 81.3 and lowest is mississippi at 75 So at 81.3, that would put us uh, at number 23. Uh, But at 75, that would put us at number 109. So, you know when we're talking about countries that are the size of our states it's really not fair to no of course yeah not. lump
0: all those states in and once again all immigrants in the world go to western europe canada and the united states that's where they all go yeah we got a lot of poor immigrants yes we do and we inherit their health problems and all the rest of it mm-hmm. so you yeah, the united states is 42nd
1: come on and and, and, the, and the and and the america has freedom you can do it you, you you have the freedom to do as you please, whereas in these other countries, there's a lot more social pressure to not have those freedoms.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So maybe
1: they they're they they're just have different habits.
4: Minnesota is the second best life expectancy.
5: Really?
0: So there you they go. they have the second best. hmm Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Well, I
5: think the cold preserves us longer. Yeah,
0: yeah. probably true. Yeah. Even though you From live longer, just miserable.
2: Well, yeah, you yeah. don't get to go outside very much, so you get you know less chance of being killed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talking about this wouldn't make any sense, but you need to go and look for the picture on msn.com. Doberman feels guilty after eating entire jar of peanut butter. Oh, no,
2: <laughs> and a little sick, I'm guessing. Just a little sick.
0: There, the look on the dog's face is, he's looking at the camera like, <laughs> He's got the sidelong glance going at the camera. It's hilarious. His dog is. Oh, I'm sorry. Jude's got this
2: wonderful little look whenever I. I'm like, what happened in here? He gets his eyes, or they just get huge? And then he kind of gets little and, and kind of gets on these little tippy toes into his crate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just disappear here for a while. Uh, God, I, I, I love
5: those wonderful. dog shaming. Yeah, pictures where they'll put like a sign next to the dog, and <laughs> yeah. they just totally humiliate the dog because he did something wrong. And I peed on the rug. But and I, I remember there was a video on Facebook. It was hilarious. <laughs> a guy comes home. There's trash everywhere in his house oh, and God. the dog he's talking to one of the dogs and he's like did you do this and he's just kind of like looking at him, like no and he's like well who did this and he's walking through and all of a sudden he, it was like a smaller dog and then the bigger dog literally had the garbage can lid stuck <laughs> over his head he's like did you do this and he's just like no no you know, what it's just hilarious yeah.
2: there's another one like that where the the guilty party is behind the curtain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hiding behind the curtain.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, there comes a point in someone's life when enough is enough, when the breaking point has been reached and the road rage becomes full on insanity. Maybe you've been there. We're sure you have, especially when someone ex- executes the worst parking job known to man. Therefore, you do the only thing you can to lash out at such inconsiderate people. You leave behind the most brilliant, savage, and hilarious note on their windshield. Yeah, that'll show them. Take a look as we have compiled a list filled with the most hilarious notes that will probably leave you roaring with laughter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because you leave threatening notes. That'd be great is the first one. Okay. We're kicking off this list with a classic note that is miles of hilariousness. Not only did this person draw out the meme that's been circulating for weeks, but they also thought of it on the spot. Who does that? Okay, so the note, re- oh God, it's hilarious. Uh,
2: Has anybody left a note on anybody's window? I, I have. I never have. I
0: no. have. Uh, it says here, yeah, if you could go ahead and park in your own spot, that'd be great. <laughs> it's not that hilarious. <laughs> Would you really? write, Catherine?
2: I, I, well, somebody um, parked so close to my door that I couldn't open it. I mean, I I was within my, you know, my lines and they they parked like, I I had like four inches. So I had to let, and the other door was close to the next one. So I I had to like, somehow I had to get through a window. I remember trying (laughs) to get, both of these people had parked so badly. So I put notes on the, on both of them that, you know, next time maybe you could leave some room for someone to get in and out of their own car. Yeah, I've had that happen to me where... (laughs)
5: It was on my passenger side, so the driver's side of the car was so close to mine, I don't know how they got out of the car. Right. And it was I was at the doctor's office for uh, my first son, we were there for a six-month checkup, so I had him in a carrier. And of course, his base was on my passenger side in the back seat, oh, so I had to go God. the other way. And, and he was heavy, so that was not easy. I just... Don't you see that you're so close? I mean, why wouldn't you maneuver your car? It's so... They don't care. They're just just
2: whipping in, and they don't care about anybody else. Ugh.
0: No. And by the way, I can't continue with that because it's sponsored content. Oh. Like, oh, God. They just wouldn't leave me alone. So I was like, no, we're not doing it. So that's all about... It's like clickbait, Andy. Is that what that is? Sponsored content? Yeah. <clears throat> Unbelievable.
2: I, I think there's, I think that those uh, teaser headlines or whatever, sometimes there's not even really an article about. No, what there's it no is. resolution. No, it's just, it's just to get you to click on Unbelievable. it.
0: Unbelievable. Because they get the money if you click on it, no matter
4: yeah, what. Yeah, the
2: internet's getting very annoying with that.
0: It really is. It's getting really annoying with
7: that.
2: But what it's teaching people to do is not click on anything. I think. I don't yeah. click on hardly anything anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I love this. There's a woman holding up a fist clenched, and it says "No Muslim ban ever." Well, sorry,
1: <laughs> sorry yep, didn't sorry. work out
0: for you. Supreme Court upholds Trump's travel ban, bolsters president's power to block new arrivals. Again, he just wants to block new arrivals until we can figure out what the hell's going on.
2: Well, wasn't it the whole his whole campaign was about this a screening process, right? To make sure that. Only good, hardworking people are coming here. Hey,
0: tell you what, why don't you try this? Why don't you, as an American citizen, just pack up and try to get into Australia and live there? Yeah. Good good there luck are a lot of countries that... Or Japan. Or
2: Japan. Japan. or
0: Japan, you can forget it. Yeah. That's Unless not going to happen.
4: Unless you make know, a lot of money and are very productive. Japan's not letting you in. Or, or Switzerland. Sure J- Japan. Switzerland, no, it's impossible. It's impossible to get, get in
1: Switzerland. well. I, Switzerland's easier than Japan. I think in Japan, they naturalize 10 people a year. 10 people a year. I mean, wow. it's, it's, a, it's, it's hardly any. But Switzerland, no, Switzerland, you can go, you know, you, you can, but it's a little effort in Switzerland.
0: You got to have money, though, too, don't you? You,
1: know, you got to have money, and you can buy property there. They have to own property. But if you bring a business there, then oh, yeah. it's yeah. a much, yeah. much different thing. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, now, is it It is. Is it primary day?
2: Uh, is it?
0: I don't know. One of the primaries. Something's going on today.
5: Yeah, it says it. It's all over Twitter, Voting Day. Yeah, that's what I
0: thought. Yes, it is. It is Primary Day, so I don't see any headlines on how everybody's doing, but I suppose the polls don't close for another 10 hours, so. And that's just in the
4: Midwest. Uh, Well, for one, it's only primaries for five states.
0: Oh, it's only five states. New York, Utah, Oklahoma, Maryland, and Colorado. Really? Yeah. So it should be by 7 o'clock for New York, and then? Uh. Yep. And then Utah would probably... Well, that's mountain time, though, isn't it? Well, like can Colorado.
2: tell by the states what's going to happen, right? Yeah.
0: There's well, big, yeah. Uh, yeah. New York's going to go
4: blue. We yeah. know that much. Uh, I don't really know anything about the rest of the states. Like mm. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay, I get, don't know what they do
0: oklahoma yeah. yeah. Oklahoma's ten, a lean
1: Republican. Well. Yeah, they got those colors wrong. Why aren't Democrats red like communists? Yeah, why <laughs> Some, like, not? like angry what people.
2: <laughs> Red-faced, angry people. You know, oh, and and blue
1: should be for Republicans for sexually frustrated. I'm blue,
0: bluer than blue. I wonder if they banned that song from the radio now, the Michael Johnson song, Bluer Than Blue. They'd probably ban it now. I don't know. <laughs> bluer than blue. Said I... it in, said it. Yeah, I don't know. They probably would. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, all of this stuff just makes no sense to me the, we looked at all this data and it's all BS you're not even, te- and it's polls. Well, we polled 566 experts, we mean your cousin, is that, is that one of the experts your cousin? It just people read this and they take it as the absolute truth, and therefore they believe it.
1: Yeah, it's based on some. They take it as being based on some sort of statistical reality or yeah. uh, statistical significance. And it certainly isn't.
0: is not. Certainly not. That's all I know, ladies and gentlemen. Calm down. Ooh, wait a minute. Here we the go. Supreme Court did something else. What, Catherine?
2: Sorry, <clears throat> nothing.
0: Oh, is it about me? Is that why you? Oh, somebody ripped me. Now she's like, oh, don't worry. About no, there's <laughs> just.
2: She was was talking about Twitter, so I wanted to look if I could find anything about the primaries on Twitter, and I came across a video about a squirrel taking a cop's donut and running away.
0: Oh, God. This is how she burns (laughs) her time up. That's great. Her time's burned up by doing that.
2: (laughs) That's actually very funny.
0: The rejection of Korematsu versus the United States came in the court's uh, travel ban ruling. The Supreme Court on Tuesday upheld the latest version of President Donald Trump's travel ban. But as it did so, the court also took the opportunity to expressly reject a ruling from the 1940s, Korematsu versus the United States, that allowed the United States government to put Japanese Americans in internment camps during World War II. The, uh,
2: Let's reach way back.
0: The court wrote in an opinion by Chief Justice John Roberts... Finally, the dissent invokes Korematsu versus the United States.
2: Do you know
0: why they did this? No. Because it was a Democratic president that put him in those internment oh, camps in the first go. place. Oh well, yeah. That's why they've changed this. These two
1: are they just big babies? Both parties. Yes. Party? It They're is just huge babies. It's 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 elementary playground politics. It is it's playground politics really is. is what it is. Are they just? Are just needling each other and pushing it, uh, each just, other. Oh, just I know. silliness. It's absolute it's really silliness. Sad. No compromise. No sense of decency. It's just the most bizarre thing. You are correct. Do we have our guest.
0: The guest is right. Re- well. We're going to be gone before in about ninety seconds. So why, why don't you just have him hold on? That'd be good because I don't want to. And that's okay. really making a lot of noise. That line is so. Yeah, we'll just have. We're going to uh, go to break. He can hear. The, the guest can hear me, right? Yep. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. we'll, we're going to take a break in one minute, and it's only about a two-minute break, so we'll be back with you in just a couple minutes. That's okay.
7: Great. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks. Um, Whatever rhetorical advantage the dissent may see in doing so, Korematsu has nothing to do with this case. The forcible relocation of U.S. citizens to concentration camps solely and explicitly on the basis of race is objectively unlawful. What's well, not based on race, it's based on country of yeah. origin. There's a huge difference there. This is not race-based. It's country of origin. Because you ask Japanese people, if Chinese people and Korean people are the same as they are, they would say,
4: hell yeah. no. The
0: only place Japanese is a race is in Japan. It is in Japan. That's exactly right. Where they are the Yamato And people people, people tend to forget, of course, that Canadians interned um, uh, the Ukrainians. I mean, and the Japanese, actually. But you never hear about that, do you? Catherine and I stood right where our Ukrainian concentration camp was built, and there's a huge monument there in western uh, Canada. It's amazing. We'll be right back. Our very, very special guest coming up next. Uh, Roland Phillips will join us right after this word. Tom Bernarchev.
6: We are here with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. Your innovation, <laughs> independence. You're you're dressed independently today. I will tell you that That's, you look good, man. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How does that work? So, some we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you, and KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare-bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do, and we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the, was it a drawing or what? It, it? Yep. So it's so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislandall.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up. Or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing. And when uh, when do they need to do this buy? So the deadline is June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to ChrisLindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good
0: man. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. God, I, I missed my guess. What? I thought for sure, going into Roland Phillips and the subject we're going to be talking about, that you'd play something by Don McLean.
5: Oh, yeah, I could have.
0: (laughs) Starry, starry (laughs) night. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is a different Don McLean. This is Donald McLean. The first full biography of one of the 20th century's most notorious spies, Donald McLean was one of the most treacherous spies of the Cold War era and a key member of the infamous Cambridge 5 spy ring yet the full extent of this shrewd secretive man's betrayal has never been explored until now that's why we have Roland Phillips the author of the book a spy named orphan the enigma of Donald McLean hello roland hello and we're having a wonderful time here in america roland because the supreme court ruled on a number of things and everybody's on both sides is angry as hell so it's a really calm day here in america <laughs>
7: We're having a, quite a difficult time in Great Britain, too, over yeah. our Brexit business, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. yeah,
7: it's, yeah there's uh, a bit of
0: unrest yeah. going on in the UK.
7: I, I don't know. I find that yeah.
0: interesting. Um, eh, we'll get into that some other time, because I want to talk a lot <laughs> right. about yes. Don, Don McLean. Um, where do we start when talking about Donald McLean?
7: I think the thing that uh, I feel most about Donald McLean is that he although very little um, explored until now, he actually shaped the world we live in. He shaped the second half of the 20th century through his espionage. Um, He certainly shaped the way Europe looked. Um, He was based in Washington uh, between 1944 and 1948 and leaked to the Soviets all the telegrams between Churchill and Roosevelt and then later Churchill and and President Truman uh, saying things how they would negotiate the borders of Europe after the war at the Yalta Conference and the Potsdam Conference. So we know that um, he leaked a telegram where Churchill said where he wished the borders of Poland to be Um, but that if Molotov, who was the Russian foreign minister, was adamant they would move them 200 yards to the west, so Molotov only needed to be adamant to get his way. McLean was in on the negotiations that led to the formation of NATO, the United Nations. Above all, he was in on atomic policy planning in Washington after the war and was able to leak to Stalin precisely how many atom bombs America was capable of making, which was nothing like the number they claimed they were. So he had a remarkable effect um, and, um, on on our history.
0: How did he get into such a position,
7: Rowan He got into such a position because he was completely trusted. There was a culture of trust in the um, British civil service and British politics every way. He'd been very left-wing at Cambridge. He'd been a communist. He'd been on marches. There's I've got photographs in my book of him on a, on a march um, in 1933 that led to a riot in Cambridge. It was a notable event, and yet when he was asked in his interview for the Foreign Office, our equivalent of the State Department, they said, we note you were very left-wing at university, are you still? He replied, I'm working on it. And that was enough. (laughs) They they didn't introduce vetting, let alone positive vetting, until uh, that was a result of his actions after his defection in 1951. That's when they seriously started to look at people. Until then, they thought if you'd been to the right school and the right university and looked like and behaved like one of them, um, you were completely trustworthy.
0: I love the way this bio was written, Roland. It says, Roland Phillips unravels Maclean's character and contradictions, informed by a domineering father and a childhood at once liberal and austere. Maclean became inf- uh, infatuated with communism during his school years, even before his time at Cambridge. <laughs> I love the way yes. that was put.
7: He <laughs> was. I, I, I do think you have to remember, though, the 30s in Britain mm-hmm. were. A very different time. I mean, there was the middle of the depression. There was appalling poverty in Britain. There were marches from the north of England to London. They were known as the Hunger Marches, as as workers came south who had no work. And above all, there was the rise of fascism in Europe. Hitler uh, came to power in 1932, and this was precisely the moment McLean went to Cambridge. So communism appeared to them as the only way to world peace and alleviating this terrible inequality that um, they saw all, all around them. So, that, I mean, that's not to excuse his treachery, but to just explain how he how he got into it.
0: God, I tell you, Roland, you've done a great job describing this guy and what he was all about. He married an American Thank woman you. despite his sexual ambivalence and increasing, increasing antipathy. To the United States, he was prone to alcoholic binges that should have blown his uh, cover, and yet never found their way onto his record. A sworn enemy of capitalism, he sounds like uh, the American left. Basically, we have absolutely,
7: and he was when he was based in Washington. His his, in his wife's home country, he used to be at dinner parties. He would at smart Washington dinner parties given by Catherine Graham of the Post and others. He would trash America. He would. Uh, say he couldn't bear the capitalism that Americans were brash and insensitive in front of his wife, and yet none of that got reported. back. there was one occasion where he bawled out the Secretary of State, um, and yet none of this got onto his record. And his wife put up with it. His wife Melinda was was a great um, became very very interesting to me uh, because I think she really enjoyed. Um, the knife edge of danger they lived, lived on. When he first oh. met her in, in 1939 in Paris, uh, she at first wanted nothing to do with this stuffed-shirt British diplomat until he told her he was, in fact, a Russian agent, to which point she uh, married him a few months later. And um, I think she liked that, that edge of danger. But the collapse, until the end of the... Second World War, he was able to keep his espionage and his uh, absolutely brilliant work for the Foreign Office, his legitimate work, uh, together. But I, as the Cold War developed, he gave, gave, became prone to more and more of these outbursts about America and so on. His final posti- uh, foreign posting was in Cairo when he had a spectacular alcoholic collapse, which ended with um, his... And a friend of his, a journalist friend, breaking into the American ambassador's secretary's flat and really trashing the place, throwing her underwear around, um, breaking her bath into, and so on. None of this got on his record. Um, and uh, he was sent home. But the, his wife, Melinda. Uh, asked the ambassador if he could go home to have treatment for nervous breakdown. Oh. And the day he arrived, the head of personnel at the Foreign Office took him out to lunch at his club and said, what do you want to do? I mean, it was extraordinary that this trust from the start meant they never looked at him as the spy until they had incontrovertible evidence. They spent three years looking at everyone except McLean because he was such a, so much one of them, appeared to be one of
0: them. You know, Roland, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's, it's based on all the research and all the work you've done. It's not based on trying to drag politics into this. It's just an observation, mm-hmm. and you would be the guy to ask this. Why are people um, so devoted to communism and, and, and uh, socialism? when it's clear those countries either fail or one guy, like Putin, becomes worth a hundred
7: billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does Absolutely. that happen?
0: How does it happen?
7: Well, Putin is, is really no different to Stalin in the way he right. rules. Right. And I think people, McLean is an interesting case in point, because by the time he uh, lived in Moscow, Um, He knew everything that Stalin had done, the millions he'd killed, including some of McCain's own handlers and so on. But he just kept in mind that that it was a better theory, communism. And I think that's what people do. They think, yes, Stalin made a terrible mess of it. Putin is, is, you know, far from ideal as a leader. Yet, if we had true communism, everyone would be equal, there'd be peace, there'd be happiness. I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary um, sort of mind-reading technique. I mean, not mind-reading, um, mind-bending technique. Mind-bending. And McLean um, signed up to it and never, never went back on it.
0: It amazes me, though, when, when a country does become either communist or socialist, the people lose their freedoms. They don't gain more freedom. They lose the ones they already have. Absolutely,
7: and and that's what they um, completely failed to. McLean and the other Cambridge spies completely failed to to see. They they, I mean, there was an element by, uh, of course, Russia was our ally in the war, and after the war they were in it too deep to to back out. But McLean, of all of them, um, he when he got to Moscow, he got sober. He worked hard. He took on a different name. Worked in foreign policy, and was unlike the others who were completely disillusioned and drank themselves to death, he he got on with the job and uh, worked, as he believed, to make the world a better place.
0: And uh, Roland, your family history is fascinating as well. Are you going to write another book about your family history? Because it's, it's fascinating.
7: <laughs> well, It is fascinating, yes. Right. One of my grandfathers was a communist, and that's where mm-hmm. I get the sort of understanding of why McLean kept at it. And the other one was a diplomat, was McLean's boss. So I have the two halves of Donald Maclean. You do, yeah. my own family. <laughs> and and my grandfa- diplomat grandfather was his boss at the end of his career in the Foreign Office and indeed gave him his last very important job as head of the American Department in London when the Korean War had just started. So he was trusting McLean as much as others. But he had was told that the, the when they identified McLean as the spy Homer uh, as he was codenamed that uh, he was being watched, trailed, and my grandfather was told to act as normal so when McLean said uh, can I have the day off tomorrow uh, my grandfather said yes of course you can, acting as normal and um, because he was never told that the watchers didn't work at weekends or in the evenings so when they waved McLean off on the train, he wasn't to be seen again all weekend. And guess what? That Friday evening was the, his the, his defection.
0: So he just ended up. How did? How did? It, is Don? I assume Donald McLean is dead. He is. He
7: died in 1983. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, at the age of 70. Yeah.
0: At the age of 70. So where did he end up, and what did he do
7: from there? So. What happened was he, he escaped Britain, he'd been identified, uh, he'd been tipped off by um, F- Kim Philby, who was working for uh, security services in Washington, was head of station in Washington, and, uh, and he said, they've identified you, and got the message back to him, he had to go. At which point the Russian handler in London found a ship. Uh, that sailed, uh, a sort of pleasure cruise that sailed up and down the English Channel for the weekend and wasn't meant to put into um, a friend, any French ports, so no passports were required, um, uh, even though, oddly, they hadn't... The British government was too embarrassed to put a watch on foreign ports anyway. Um, so they... they but it they did put in for breakfast at Saint-Malo in northern France, so on that day, McLean jumped ship and went to Moscow. He was first of all, and went yes, he did go to Moscow. Uh, three days later, he reached Moscow. Then he was sent to a closed city for three or four years, where he was debriefed, uh, kept hidden uh, from Western eyes. Didn't, so he didn't reappear until 1956, five years after he'd he'd gone. When he appeared at a press conference announcing he was in Moscow, by which time his wife and children had defect, had gone. In 92 years after him, which led to fresh uh, shock amongst the British and indeed amongst their friends very much because they all thought she was the innocent wronged woman. Right. And then he worked in for a foreign policy institute teaching foreign policy, writing papers under the name Mark Fraser uh, for the next 30 years and seems to me to have been content.
0: I will tell you this. We only have about 30 seconds left, so I'd like to say this. Uh, my family, the last time we were in England, stayed at a flat in Mayfair. I didn't want to escape Britain.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, and the others didn't, but he, he felt he still believed that, uh, that, that China had a uh, communist Soviet Union. Uh, was The Promised Land. The others didn't want to go, but he he did. This was where he wanted to end up.
0: A fantastic book. It's called A Spy Named Orphan, The Enigma of Donald MacLean. Roland Phillips, great, great guest. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your time.
7: Thank you very much for having me
0: on. Yes, sir. We'll be back, Tom Bernard You.